My name is Michael Shikitano, and this is Right Here, Right Now, a podcast to inspire the learner inside each of us. In a world that is full of so much information, we will help find and package that information so that you can use it in your lives every day in practical ways. And in each episode, we will remind you of the importance of being present and mindful of your daily thoughts, actions, and interactions. It is truly the most vital step to learning and growth, being mindful and present right here, right now, to take on life's challenges and turn them into life's lessons. So come on this venture with us, a new beginning, a new journey that starts right here, right now. Welcome back, people, and welcome to a bonus episode. This is part two of our Power of Sleep episode. And right here, right now, we're talk about some of the things that you can do today, right here, right now, to improve your sleep, or at least to improve the capacity for your sleep opportunity tonight. This episode presents some information from the National Sleep Foundation, and if you have not already listened to the Power of Sleep episode on Right Here, Right Now, on why we must achieve good, healthy sleep, please check it out. Share it with someone. You must give it a listen. So we're going to talk about some of the things that will help. You could try all of them. You could try some of these, and I'll try to chime in on some of the ones that really impacted me on my battle with insomnia just about a year ago. And here it is. So we want to fine tune our sleep routine. Okay, so a bedtime routine carried out each and every night teaches your body that it's time to go to sleep. Your routine can incorporate some simple lifestyle changes. Again, you could do these things today that can help you to get enough of the quality sleep that you need. So consistent dinner times, right? We're all really busy. Sometimes we push that dinner time back a little bit because we're busy. And that can be an important cue for your circadian rhythm, right? The natural sleep-wake cycle of the day. And meals eaten too close to bedtime can negatively affect your ability to go to sleep. So eating a light dinner two to three hours before bedtime is ideal so that the food can be fully digested. And you want to try to avoid heavy meals. You want to try to avoid alcohol at night, uh, both of which really can disrupt your sleep or your ability to get started on a good night's sleep. And gentle stretching or a meditation practice can also reinforce signals that it's time to fall asleep. Even smells can help calm your senses, reduce your stress, So maybe try those uh, diffusing essential oils in scents like lavender. And really for me, the the meditation was what started and what really helped for me to, I think, get into such a routine to tell my mind and my body it's time to go to sleep. It's what started me thinking and being curious about meditation was my insomnia. And let me tell you, it really helped. And the other parts of my life that have benefited from 
a practice of mindful meditation. Again, people, you're listening to right here, right now because of what that did to me. Okay, so again, the purpose of building that routine around your sleepy time here is to signal to your mind and body that it's time for sleep, time to shut it down. Okay, and right along the same vein is follow a sleep schedule. Go to bed and wake up at the same time every day of the week, and that helps your body to fall asleep when you want to. And a regular schedule helps to sync that circadian rhythm again. It's telling your body, okay, time to shut it down, time to wake up. And your body is amazing at knowing these routines and these patterns. So most adults should aim to get seven to nine hours of sleep per night. Keep your sleep schedule consistent by going to bed at the same time every night, waking up at the same time every morning. And here's the tough part, even on the weekends, it does help. Next, turn out the lights. As you continue to wind down, right, you're building this routine in the evening, dim the lights. And those dim lights help regulate. Again, it all goes back to this circadian rhythm, the body just knowing when it's time to shut it down. So blackout curtains and blinds are better um, to have because they eliminate the light pollution and it removes the outside light, creating a dark environment that's primed for sleep. Stop looking at the screens. This will be tough. This is helpful for so many other aspects of your life, mostly your mental health and your mind, and really practicing this very disciplined approach to setting yourself up for a good night's sleep is going to be tough. There's a good reason why your brain still feels wide awake when you're scrolling on your screens in the middle of the night. Electronic devices, they emit blue light and prevent the natural production of melatonin, that chemical that tells your brain it's time to go to sleep. Do you know that over half of Americans polled say that they look at their screens within an hour before bedtime or in bed before going to sleep? Not healthy. Ideally, your bedroom should be free from televisions, tablets, phones, laptops, all of those bright light distractions. If it's not possible to remove the blue light uh, electronics from the bedroom, just turn them off. Stop using them at least an hour before you go to bed. And if you like to read before bed, maybe that slows your mind a little bit, calms you down, try switching out your tablet or phone for a real book. It's a simple tweak and you'll notice how much faster you'll be able to drift off to sleep unless that book is captivating and you don't want to put it down. Let's talk about creating a comfy environment for sleep, right? So the, we want the darkness. A cool bedroom free from distractions is an ideal place to get a good night's sleep. So you might want to add items to your bedroom that enhances sleep comfort, cozy bedding, comfortable pillow, something that helps support your neck and back throughout the night. Look for mattresses and pillows that support your spine. It's so important to be physically comfortable while you're sleeping. If you're a hot sleeper or a cold sleeper, find the bedding that's right for you and designed to help maintain your ideal temperature. And you want to keep the room temperature cool between 60 and 67 degrees. And you might need to change your sheets or blankets to fit the weather and sleep comfortably for this temperature. 
and noise. Try to subdue nearby sources of noise with the sound conditioner or a small fan that might help keep you fast asleep by masking those unexpected uh, sounds in your environment. And having a solid night's sleep starts with a bedroom and bedtime routine for optimal sleep. So you can wake up feeling well-rested and ready to take on each and every day. I'll add to this, Matthew Walker talked about diet and exercise, so eating right and activity and having a good sleep foundation. I think eating right and having good activity throughout the day, walks out in nature, exercising at the gym, eating light, healthy foods throughout the day, just giving your body the energy it needs to make it through the day. Those three things really just help put you on a trajectory of good health. It's good health for your mind and your body. It's so important. So real quick note on supplements and medications. I am not a medical professional that's looking to give you any advice on what you can or can't or should or shouldn't take. But if you believe that you need some sort of aid to sleep, please consult your physician. Um, Just want to put it out there that the research does show that the pharmaceutical industry has not yet developed the science where a pill can induce natural, healthy sleep. The one thing that I took that helped me and I continue to take is magnesium. And you take it uh, about an hour or two before bedtime and it just induces this calm. And I, I really noticed for myself a really soothing night's sleep with magnesium. Again, definitely consult uh, your healthcare professional before you start taking anything. And I hope that a good night's sleep finds you soon. And I hope that you reap every last benefit outlined in our Power of Sleep episode from a good night's sleep. Again, I am so grateful for every night that I get good sleep. It's something that's so important. It's something I took for granted, something I didn't realize how lucky I was when I was sleeping well. I'm back to that, and I am so grateful. I'm also grateful for all of you listening and joining us. Thank you so much. Please share these episodes, rate them, and we'll see you next time right here, right now. Next up on Right Here, Right Now, we are talking love, people, just in time for Valentine's Day. And we will be talking about a special and not so popular type of love, a love that is vital to being able to live a life filled with an abundance of more fulfilling love, a love that we must start to be more comfortable with, a love that we will come to learn is critical to being able to love better and more deeply and more genuinely. And the love that we'll be talking about is the love we have for ourselves. That's right, people, self-love. We will discuss the emotions of empathy and compassion and how we often consider these elements related to others. We will learn the importance of practicing empathy and having compassion for ourselves are key to loving ourselves more wholly. We will learn about the concepts of self-kindness, common humanity, and mindfulness and how we can use these practices to overcome the barriers to self-love, which include self-criticism, self-judgment, 
and yes, even leading to self-hatred. So come on this journey of being present and being mindful and how mindfulness can help unleash a more loving version of yourself to yourself right here, right now. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time, right here, right now.